0: hey big o how's it going
1: uh, everything's going good can you hear me yeah yeah perfect perfect man so um uh, can
0: you let people know where you're at and where you're from
1: uh yeah Um, uh this big o um originally from birmingham alabama grew up in atlanta georgia Right now I'm out here in London and, uh, yeah, I've been living around the world for quite some time. And, you know, right now London is my, it's my home temporarily, but I'll be coming back home soon. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Nothing set in stone, but home has been on my mind a lot lately. Now would you move back to Atlanta or somewhere else? Most likely somewhere else. Uh, you know, I was when I was living in Cali, I just fell in love with the whole West Coast. Uh, oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. So what made
0: you decide to move over there in the first place?
1: I got out of the States at an early age, wanted to change, got to uh, travel around and explore some things and, you know, met some cool people on, along the way. But, you know, as time progressed, you know, that. Uh, and the older you get, you start missing, you start missing your home a little bit. Yeah. So how long
0: has it been you've been over there?
1: Shit. Uh, in Europe as a whole since November seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. But in in London, UK, since November ninth, two thousand fourteen. So um, yeah, it's wow. been some t- it's been some time out here. And during that time I, I got a chance to uh travel around I've been to uh Italy I've been to uh Spain uh to the Netherlands should I went over to uh, Moscow for a little bit just to visit and see what's up and, and many more do you love
0: traveling just in general
1: yeah i I really do I love to travel and you know check check out things and and learn different cultures and and stuff like that It's really really interesting to me
0: yeah i i feel you on that i i've done a little, small amount of traveling but i do love it um yeah what's one of your favorite places you've checked out over there
1: uh i'm i'm gonna go out way, i'm gonna say uh Germany it's the best place i visit and lived you, you know uh, i i love how it's ran over there you know i i love and appreciate the people you know it's it's no no bullshit everything it's just straight up and you know, the friends that I made over there, I'm still cool with them to this day. Wow. You, you know, so, and, and how clean it is, is it's just beautiful.
0: Yeah. Hmm, I didn't know I that, know that about, Germany. about
1: Germany. Yeah, you, you know, a lot of, a lot of people get a, a, a misconception of Germany. They think that is, you know, what the school's been telling you yeah. and all yeah. of that shit there. But you will have to go out and check it out and see for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what's something you miss
0: uh, in the United, United States? States?
1: The food. <laughs> yeah. I I know it's not, I know it's not good for you, but I I miss the food so much, man. <laughs> I miss the portions, and uh, I'm and oh you yeah, probably of, smaller portions. Of yeah, the- it, it is small. You you would think after you know six, seven years of being over here that I would be used to it. Nah, you don't get used to something like that.
0: Well, you know what? I, I honestly, I think that they put um, a lot worse things in the food over here than over there. Though
1: they do, they they definitely do. But uh, I'm like shit. I'm gonna die anyway. Let me die happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So, um,
0: when it comes to like European hip hop, is there a rapper that stands out as the biggest, like like a Jay Z type for Europe?
1: Uh, f- Europe, it, it varies because, you know, Germany got their own uh, style over there. Uh, Paris, France they, France, they have their own style and, you, you know, and all of that there. And the UK, you know, same thing. Uh, f- funny thing is uh, for me to be real with you and, and I don't want to, you know, discredit anybody, but I don't really listen to too much uh, European hip hop and I don't yeah. really listen to too much uh, UK hip hop. Uh, what I can say over here, especially in the UK, they're uh, they're killing it with the drill scene, the drill and grime. I never take that away from them. Uh, Did you say the drill? Uh huh. Drill and the uh, grime scene. Cause you, I don't I don't know if you uh, know about it or you really paid attention to it, but you know, drill it, it originated in Chicago in 2010, and ever since then, it just took it took uh, a mind of its own and. You know, you got Brooklyn drill, you got UK drill, and, and and over here, it really just took off. I don't know
0: what drill, I know drill is. is a, I don't I don't know, I don't what, know what, what you
1: mean that. by that. Drill is uh Is that a way of like, rapping? Yeah, it's it's well more than a rapping, it's like uh a it's like a mixture of trap and grind beats. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what that is. But you you know, it's not it's not necessarily for me, but that that particular scene, they're killing it. Yeah. I I can't I can't take that away from them.
0: Hmm. Now, is there like uh, radio stations over there that play kind of like uh, European hip hop and American music? Oh like, yeah, you know mixed? they got
1: yeah they they got like the uh, BBC Extra and yeah. uh, different different uh, radio stations like that over here. Well, you know, once again, like even when I was living back in the states, I wouldn't really listen to too much, ah, uh, too much radio myself. Like I think I stopped listening to radio as a whole. Shit, two thousand nine, I just, I just stopped, and I've just been focusing more so on like the Sirius XM. And uh, before I even became Sirius XM, it was just XM radio, and I used to just be heavy into that. But oh, over, yeah, so you can listen to, yeah. like, Shay 45. Yeah, Shay 45 and uh, Span Live what? at the Headquarters, things like that. Like, that's that's the type of stuff that I would listen to. Whereas, you know, over here, you, you know, you got multiple BBC uh, stations, BBC Extra. I don't really listen to it unless I'm, you know, in a Uber or some shit. But I don't really listen to it.
0: Now is the radio different like do they have uh different guidelines on if you can swear or play clean or dirty versions during different times
1: funny you should ask because over here it's just like you know over in the states you you can't uh you can't really cuss on the radio and and things like that but over in Germany that's a different story when I was in when i was uh in Germany they would play um songs the way they really should be played and they will um uh, announce those songs the way that the especially like hip-hop songs with explicit uh wording in the actual title they yeah. will actually say it but that wow. that's what that's what I uh, found out when I was living over there in 2013 and you know I wasn't shocked at anything I just loved it I was like okay that, that's that's how it is yeah and, really cool. yeah I, I I love it and hell even when what I liked about uh Germany when I used to go into uh I used to go into, like, the malls or, you know, certain clothes shops. Uh, people would be playing, like, for instance, It Was a Good Day by uh, Ice Cube. Hmm. No, no censorship. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was just, yeah. you know, real, raw. You know what it is. And I, I loved and respect that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Now, aren't yeah. they a little bit more lenient on, like, um, like? isn't there a Naked News channel over there that's pretty mainstream?
1: I wish I I I haven't seen the, the Nick and News channels, but they do have their uh, after dark shit that goes on. that start at ten o'clock, and and it, it just it go all out. Yeah, yeah. So like, I when I was in Germany, they had like little um, uh, you call in, and they got some naked ass girl on on the screen, and over here in the UK, they got this thing called like Babe Station like around ten or eleven o'clock and you, you see some some cute girl with some big plastic ass titties on the uh on the screen and everything is out in the open. So you, you know, it's like it's it's much different than back at home. Back at home people have a heart attack. Yeah. In public, but behind closed doors they'll love the fuck out of it. Now is the news in government
0: um like shady and connected over there like in the United yeah, States
1: it is. That's politics all over the world, man. It's just it's cr- it's crazy how it is. The difference is, as fucked up as our politics are back at home. I can yeah. appre- I can appreciate us, you you know, calling it out and saying, you know, it's this is fake news or you know whatever the case may may be. My beef mm. with it over here is not that many people call it out. They just take it for what it is. Yeah. yeah like a, a scandal can pop off like a, a, a group of guys uh, they can say some derogatory thing to to a person of color or whatever the case may be and then you'll get somebody to try to go on TV even though you clearly heard what that person said they'll try their best to cover it up but do a shitty ass job with trying to cover it up and it's like come on you can't be serious yeah,
0: yeah. so how do you, so why feel, you feel, feel about, about um like them, like pushing, them like, pushing like i feel like the united, united states, states is like pushing, like pushing the uh, vaccine on everyone else in the world yeah the, they, do, they they all kind of feel like feel the like pressure the, over right? there like they, hey they, the US, us is trying US to get everyone to, everyone to, take, to this? take this
1: they are and it's it's uh happening it's happening at workplaces as well <laughs> like uh at, at my place you if you live in a certain area like i don't know if it happened over there uh yet but like if you live in a certain area or the place that I work at you you either have to continue to keep taking this uh, te- keep taking the uh, PCR test or you have to uh, you got to get a vaccine in order to step in the building I haven't been I haven't
0: tested, been, had the virus or got the vaccine
1: I, I, haven't, I haven't had it either and I've been around people who actually had that shit yeah, two but, two
0: guys that were, I work with one on either side of me both got yep. It,
1: got it. yep. See, it, it always starts at work or somebody, you know, you close by or a friend or a spouse or, you know, anything like that, you can be around that person. And if you don't get it, then, y- you know, it's, I don't know what to say. But the thing, but the thing about it is instead of, you, you know, pushing people to take it, why not, you know, why not say eat better, love a better right. lifestyle, you know, take better care of yourself. Right, that that. Yeah, but you know, ain't, ain't no ain't no money in the cure.
0: That's what changed means- to me, cause over here it's like the pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies they're all connected and like yeah. run the like, government, government basically. basically. And so, yeah. like, uh, I, think I think it's weird that they would want everyone to take it, so take it so bad.
1: bad. Yeah, everybody's in everybody's pockets. That and right. it, it, it should it shouldn't be like that, but unfortunately, that's that's the way <laughs> of the world right now. Well. I say right now, it's really going to be like that forever and ever. Yeah, I, I think things are going to keep getting weirder. It is. It, it ain't going to get any better no time soon. So, how old are you, and um, when did you start getting into hip hop? Oh, I'm uh, 33. I'm going to be 34 in a couple of months, actually. And I've been I've been around hip hop my whole life. I remember back when my, my the very first hip hop song that I listened to <laughs> was uh, Treat them Right" by Chuck Rock. Oh and yeah. The reason, and the reason why, is because uh, my mom she used to throw house parties, and the and uh, the projects that we used to grow we used to grow up at, and um, I would have to go upstairs. You know, no kids allowed downstairs, and through the walls she would be playing, you know, different tapes back to back. It'll be You know some Chub Rock, but then it'll be some Ghetto Boys and some Ice Cube, and I can hear all that shit just come up through the come up through the floor. I'm supposed to be in bed, but yet I'm up. I'm listening to what's going on, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back then, I feel like until
0: until, I don't know until really like Biggie and Tupac, Tupac. it didn't really matter. matter if you were from the South or West coast or East coast, like everyone, everyone listens to everything.
1: Yeah. And the, and the, be- the beauty of it, especially down South, you, you know, we, uh we had our own thing going, but we also had a lot of, uh, lyrical people down South that we, we loved and we listened to and, and, you, you know, just vibe to it. like UGK and ghetto boys and eight ball and MJG outcasts. You, you know, they, they was just, it was gods to us. Yeah, uh, masterpiece. He he was dropping an album every damn week, like it yeah. was a mixtape. It, it, it was it was just a beautiful thing. I, I missed I missed that era, even though from... you know I'm the age I am. I I still I miss it. Yeah, who who's really big who's
0: really from, Alabama? from Alabama? No
1: one, <laughs> <laughs> no no one at all. And uh, like we we just we just fared off of. Atlanta or whatever was popping down in Miami uh what's going on in Memphis Houston yeah, yeah. we just we just grabbed from them uh the the last act that I paid attention to who was really really big uh was uh dirty from Montgomery and uh the last Mr biggs he's dead mm-hmm. now. But you know what, that,
0: uh it's funny, when you mentioned Miami, it like it popped in my head immediately, like Miami Bass and like Yes. I yeah. remember like in the late eighties, early nineties, you'd see like all these uh, Miami Bass CDs and like there was just a whole different scene, I guess. Like if it was. you had a system you'd want these type of CDs.
1: Yeah, man. I I remember I've, once again, I was young, I didn't had no business listening to it, but when during my mom's parties she would play, I want to rock. I don't care how old anybody is. I want to rock still bring the freak out of any woman on this earth. <laughs> that that shit is crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now,
1: were you ever you into, ever into live 2 Live crew? crew? I like some of this stuff. It, it, yeah. In yeah, yeah, I
0: remember um, the Friday soundtrack. It has the song. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a funny song. That's really why you listen to it. but
1: Yeah. But it's also the production, and it, it, it's just you you know how they use those eight oh eights and how they you, you know just blend the sound together. How it was it was mixed. It I I loved it. They didn't yeah. influence me to to uh, get into beat making, but I love to listen to it like that whole Miami bass. Uh, like nineteen in nineteen ninety five every Friday. Every uh Friday and Saturday they'll have this uh this mix uh booty bounce music. We'll call it we'll call it that down south. And on the radio, that should go on from like 10, to, 10 o'clock at night to two in the morning. Oh wow. And I will have my I have my uh radio right next to my bed. And I used yeah. to sleep with that motherfucker, and I have <laughs> blink tapes and I will record uh the mix that's going on on friday just to act like i was the one who did it and i'll take it to school with me and just play it in the classroom even though we wasn't supposed to but we had a radio and we took advantage of it anyway it was just something that we did and it it felt good
0: yeah yeah so when did you um decide to start making beats how did that start
1: 99 uh well to to be on to be honest with you uh, i've always been into music when i uh I, I used to watch Rap City and UMTV Raps uh, back in the day, and I used to watch them just uh, spin records on there, and I tried to uh, spin my my granny, my granny's um, thriller record, and I shouldn't have done that. I learned the hard way. She knocked the shit out of me. But that didn't stop me from wanting to get into music. Fast forward on down the line, uh, 2001 came out in December, 1999, when I heard the next episode that changed everything for me. Sure. That I, I've, I've always loved Dr. Dre, but when I heard the next episode, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to get into making beats. I, I'm I'm gonna do this. This is this is what I'm gonna do. This is what you you know was meant for me. And I started making the first this first software that I used was EJ. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was like Some early beat making software. I used to go over to my friend's house. He was the first uh, rapper I've ever worked with back in 2000. What was his name? uh, His name was Mac. This was in uh, Birmingham at the time. So, so when we'll get on his, we'll get on his PC, and we will use this software. And this was the we used to think it was the shit, but it was the shittiest software we ever uh, messed with. (laughs) And uh that's when I first started making beats. Yeah. After that, I started making beats on Fruity Loops, because my ex-girlfriend, she downloaded it on her uh on her PC. And ever since then, I just I fell in love with it. And <clears> back <throat> then I was making trap music. Hmm. So would you say Dre is your favorite producer? Or do you have oh, like yeah. a top
0: top five or top ten?
1: I got a top five. Dre is definitely there. I got to put I have to put Dre at number 1 to the simple point of fact, he's the one who influenced me to uh to want to get into this beat making shit in the first place. But like my my top 5 uh producers of all time will be Dr. Dre as number 1, uh Jay Dilla number 2, uh Alchemist at number 3, Kanye hmm. West at number 4 and DJ Premier at number 5. Uh that that fifth one, it always go back and forth between Primo and Pete Rock.
0: Yeah, yeah, I believe, I be believe it.
1: Yeah, but th- those my top five.
0: Yeah, and um, I like how I like you're so how specific, you're specific, specific about that answer with the next episode. Because a lot of times I do ask like a rapper, so I'll be like, "Is there, is there a song or an artist that came out that influenced you?" And mostly people don't you know, have such a specific answer, you know, as one song.
1: Yeah, that that's that's true. Uh, you, you know, some people they they freeze up. You, you, you know, after all, people you, you know they it can be their first time talking live on there and you know they draw blanks. Shit, I do it all the time? But when it comes to something that I love like that, yeah, like, nah, this this is this is who this is who influenced me. This is why I got started. The way that shit was sampled and the way he reworked it and hiring different musicians like that's what I'm doing now actually. I, I hire different uh musicians to play additional keys or additional flutes and horns and things like that. Right, it's right. it's a teamwork at the end of the day. You you so know you, it's it's, so it's nice so it's, to do it all by yourself, but yeah, it's yeah. it's also nice to collaborate with, you know, a couple of other professionals as well.
0: Right. So it's been a little yeah, over 20 years.
1: twenty years. Yeah.
0: Now has it been completely consistent the whole time, or have you taken any breaks in there? Or?
1: Yeah, I took some breaks. I uh, I took a break between I would say two thousand six all the way up until two thousand eight, and the reason why is because well I I say two thousand from two thousand four to two thousand eight because me and that girl ended up breaking up, and I didn't get my own PC until two thousand six. Oh, yeah. And then once I went to college, I went to Full Sail University uh, in Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we had we had MacBook Pros and Logic Pro 8 as a yeah. part of our tuition. And ever since then, working on uh, Logic Pro, I haven't went back to a PC ever since. Yeah. As from 2008 all the <laughs> way up until now. I've always been working on logic, and NPCs. Hmm. Now, um, when
0: did you put out your first project, or when did you have your first placement? Like, um, did you which came first? Did you have other people rapping on your songs, or did you put out an album?
1: First placement I've ever had was in two thousand thirteen. Uh, I was living in Miami. I worked with this dude by the name of Cash Lewis. I sold him a beat for uh, seven fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, he's. He's this artist that's from San Diego. And he hit me up. This was back when I was I was heavy on Twitter. And um he he went to my SoundCloud. He heard some of my stuff and you know he fell in love with it. And he wanted me to uh he wanted to work with me and give me a track. So his people reached out to me and I sold him the beat for $750. Ever since then things kind of went cold. I started moving around. I ended up going from I went from Miami to San Francisco and to Oakland and I wasn't really selling any beats. I was just making them shits. Yeah. But then I moved down from, I moved from Oakland to LA. Wow. So you saw all of California pretty much. Yeah. I got, I had the pleasure of living in uh, Northern California and Southern California. But the funny thing is when, when I moved down to LA, my homie Loki Loco, he was right there and him and you know, his friend at the time, they picked me up from That's how you station. met him Is in LA. Oh, we actually went to college together. So me me and me and Loki's history, it's uh it runs deep because we we went to college together and he's actually the first person I smoked weed with. Huh. And I didn't feel shit. So I don't smoke weed to this day. It's like, nah, this ain't for well, me.
0: Well that happens to a lot of people, I guess. A lot of people yeah. don't feel it the first time.
1: Yeah. So, you know, but that the thing is, like when we smoked, it was like two in the morning. You know, me and him were just smoking back and forth and he felt it, but I, I ain't feel shit. And I, I was like, nah, this ain't for me. I did yeah. it again three uh three more times just to see if, you know, if that was some, some bad weed or whatever. Yeah. Like, nah, this this ain't for me. But I'm not that yeah. type of person that goes around and be like, oh, weed is bad and you shouldn't smoke it. you shouldn't. No, you smoke whatever the fuck you want. It ain't my body. Right. But for me, that's it's not really for me. Just like drinking. I quit drinking. I've been sober <clears> for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been sober for 13 years. Well, yeah. almost 13, but yeah, I mean, I just, I don't miss it at all. No, nah, it is. You know, you, you get over that shit and, you know, you just want to move forward in life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big distraction for a lot of people, I feel like, but I mean, if you can balance it out and like have it just, uh, you know, here and there and just a little supplement in your life, then then I think that's better.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's like know your limits. Yeah. You know, I I tell people all the time, uh, you know, drunken words are sober thoughts. Mm. You know, all it does is just enhance the type of person you really are. Like if if you if you're an asshole, um, when when you're drunk, then it it, it it's gonna come out. Right. But, right. Yeah. Let's just. But you know that's that's how it is. If it it, it just enhance the type of it enhance the uh, type of person you are.
0: Um, you mentioned you lived in San Francisco. I've visited there a few times, and I love that area. I feel like you're really lucky you got to live there.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool. You, I know it's, know, crazy, it's in crazy in Cali right Cali now, but...
0: It is. Yeah. I, I always tell people they need to visit that area.
1: Yeah, you know, check out California and, and see what it's all about. You know, I, I had the pleasure of... I lived in San Francisco for like a week. Oh, I first really? Got, yeah, when I first got to San Francisco, I, I didn't have a place to stay. And uh, I got I went out there because of a, a job promotion. Yeah. yeah. And when I first moved out there, I ran into this uh I ran into this girl and she was telling me about different hotels to go to and stuff, and she told me to check out a hotel in San Bruno. And the hotel was just it, it was all fucked up. <laughs> but when my, my director called me. He asked me where I was. I told him I was in San Bruno, and he started freaking out. And he asked me, did I have a place to stay? So now nah, it's hard to get a place out here. So, what he did was he let me stay at his apartment for a week. And then the next following week, since I was working as an A2 audio technician at the Palace Hotel, him and the GM, they got together, and they... Uh, rented out a a presidential suite hotel room for me for a whole week. I didn't have to pay for anything. Wow! After that week, I ended up moving. I found my own place in Oakland, and I was living over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just watched. Um, I forget what it is. There's a documentary TV show on um, Netflix. It's a hip hop one, and um, they did one on the Bay Area. And I I I'd never like put it together like how all these different artists like it created such unique music out there you know like they have digital underground mm-hmm. and um you know too short all these different people out there even mc hammer yeah you know and just like all these people were being super creative out of oakland and, and san francisco
1: yeah the, the, the thing about the bay area and what i love about the bay area is they really know how to support their own i i I can't hate on that, and I, I I love it. And you look at the people who, you you know, represent the Bay. You, you know, Tupac, he got his he he got his game from the Bay, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. On, there he was on there too. Yeah, and you, you know, it was just it, it's amazing how many acts are over in the Bay, and they're all successful because yeah. they they all know how to support their own people over there.
0: Yeah, they all blew up, and they're all like really yeah. unique in their own way.
1: Mhm. It, it's very diverse. It, it, it's one of the it's one of the most amazing things I've uh, I've seen. And I know that documentary that you're talking about. I forgot the name of it, but uh it, it comes on over here as well. Yeah.
0: Um so when did you end up putting out your first album or or project?
1: First album came out uh September 2017. Um I was I was in between working on uh, South Side of Things, the first album with Lou. And me me and P-Rod, we was uh, pitching our album, The Complexity, around that same time as well. And I I was like, well, shit, I'm a producer. I might as well put out something as well. So I put out this album called Between Memory and Choices. Hmm. And the reason why I named it Between Memory and Choices is because... And I was thinking about all of the memories that you know I had, reminiscing about things when I was a kid, and through those memories and the choices I made in life, it made me the man that I am today. So basically, what I did with that album is I, I created a soundtrack to my to my thoughts. So
0: my, was this an instrumental a, album?
1: Yeah, it was all uh, instrumental. Twenty tracks uh, mm-hmm. came out uh, 2017 it's it's on all streaming platforms it's on um, band campus It's everywhere but that was when I dropped my f- very first project
0: you know what um when, when I when I, when I hear about instrumental albums two that pop in my mind um are DJ shadow mm-hmm. introducing and then um DJ crush mayo Me- Mazo or something I think it's called yeah but, um, they came out like in the early 2000s I think with yeah, Were those Were those big, those
1: influence big influence on you. No, uh, they they didn't influence me. Even though I I love it, I will tell you who uh who beat tape influenced me the most. Donuts. Oh yeah. Donuts influenced me. The what what Dilla did on that, <clears throat> and he was still in the hospital. It's just man, it's it's incredible. There'll never be an, another like that ever and that's one of my favorite instrumental albums of all time after that I will say uh, Hood Dreams by Knowledge that's another one that's just it's insane when I listen to instrumental albums uh, I don't want to listen to a playlist of beats I want to hear some type of connection to it and right. it's not that hard even though you don't rap over these beats you can still think of some shit and try to make each sound tie into each other in a very unique way. And that's what I try to do with my uh, instrumental tapes. Hmm. So, how so how did you link up you with P Rob?
0: I've actually, actually I want to say before I forget, I did interview P Rob on here for anyone listening for the first time. You can check out that episode. Also Lou was on the show and, yeah. um, both are really both good guys, guys. guys but P. Rob did say that it was like a three-year like three year project, at least, to put together. So, how did you guys, so did you guys first, connect? first
1: connect? Oh, definitely four. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard the I heard the interview. I love both of them, by the way. Uh, me and me and P. Rob, we connect. Uh, I was still in college at the time, and he he was following me on. He was friends with me on Facebook. And he was looking for some other uh, producers and stuff, and he came across uh, my music on SoundCloud once again. And uh, he he loved the set, he loved the style that I was doing. Uh, his other producer Shane Great he he liked the style that I was doing as well. And I loved his work ethic because I created something very fast for him, and it was called the Mission. And uh, I sent it over to him and we made this song shit quick, like really quick. It it was it was under a day. So I I made the beat. I gave it to him. He sent it back to me. He sent me the uh, vocal stems and, you know, it was still rough and all of that there. But the way he rapped, I was like, this guy is amazing to me. And that was back in uh, 2010. Hmm. So, you know, it was yeah, just, that's a long time. It's a long time, and our friendship been tight ever since. You know, I don't, I don't really look at him or Lou as like uh, a business thing, like a, like a producer and a, and an artist. Like these are my friends. Yeah. Because we we call each other up and we just talk about life, or we'll talk about some funny shit that we saw the uh, the other day on the news or whatever, and. You know, we'll just bug out from there. Yeah. So it's it's more than business. It's we're yeah. friends. Yeah. b Rob
0: is really um, he's he's a super good dude. Like he's really uh, I don't know what it is. This he's just like a pure person. Like he's uh, really really kind to everyone, and just uh, he doesn't really hold back. He's just a a really nice guy. And then he's like a pure hip hop person. Like he loves yeah. everything about hip hop. It seems. Yeah, like he's,
1: he's, a he, huge he fan. Does. he's a huge fan of this. And, you know, we'll talk about, you know, our old uh, hip-hop stories and, you know, who influenced him and who influenced me. And, you know, we'll just bounce off of each other. And, you know, it's it's always a pleasure and, and a beautiful thing working with P. Is there a song there that a song you song
0: think he's at his best bad. on or a favorite of, of him rapping that you guys did?
1: Yeah, uh, Enjoy yeah. the Ride. Enjoy the ride. He he shot the hell out of me on that one because yeah, that's a good, one. Uh, good one. That that wow. record was originally for uh, Loki. Hmm. So you know we uh we during the process of uh, me and him making our album, uh we was talking about, you know, different beats that's on the album, what's going to fit the uh, main vibe and the main structure of the album and we decided to take Enjoy the Ride off. So I wanted to challenge P-Rob actually, not only with with Enjoy the Ride, but also with Crush, because these are two very experimental beats and it's different from what he normally rap on. So I passed it over to him. I was like, you know, let me see what you can do with it. And I swear he he shocked the shit out of me with it. Yeah, I couldn't believe what what I was hearing. He mm. really, he really shocked me. Now, were you surprised now, at like the, um, the
0: uh, really great, uh, um, know, what's it? The, the, all the great, you got, recognition, all the great recognition, recognition you guys got for, guys that, it album? for that album? Because uh, yeah, like everywhere, it everywhere, like there was write ups about it all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it it did shock me because you know working on an album like this for four years and you know, you want it to be perfect and it's going through different versions and, you you know, you're going to always have that thought in the back of your mind. If anybody tell you otherwise, they're lying. You're going to always, you know, be like, what if people don't like this? What if they don't accept it? You you know, nobody really knows. So to see that we ended up being on best hip-hop albums of 2021 so far on hip-hop golden age, getting a nine out of 10 with underground hip hop blog being on tune loud above average hip hop and just getting all of these incredible accolades and making the list, you know, it, it really lets us know that what we're doing, we're going down we're walking down the right path.
0: Right, right. Now you guys now are working on, work on a on part the, two, right? Or like a follow up.
1: Oh yeah. We're definitely working on a follow up. And the thing with uh, P is he I I'm actually working on my next album. As we speak,
0: right, and isn't it? Well, this well, is going to be out in the next couple of days. This podcast isn't the album going to be out this
1: Friday? Friday? Yep, it's going to come out on Friday. And this album that's coming out, it's going to it's going to be an uh, instrumental album, of course. But the next one that I'm working on right now, is going to be a, a combination album. Is that and, your first of that type? Yep, it's it, it'll be my very first. And you better believe P. Rob is going to be on that. Yeah, I feel like I feel I, like,
0: I, feel I feel like every feel producer should do, do one, one of those at least once.
1: once. Yeah, you know, especially when, uh, your clientele you got a lot of clientele, and you know you want to showcase to the world, you know what else you can do. Have you started Have that you started compilation that? album? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I definitely started it. Got a lot of uh, got a lot of rappers lined up for it. Uh, I don't want to speak too much about it. Because right. it's still in the in the works and I want people to be surprised about it. But the only thing I can tell tell people when they listen to this show is uh you're not gonna get any uh lo-fi on it. You're gonna get something totally different from me. Not yeah. trap. Yeah, you, I, I can I can promise you that, but you you're gonna get some you're gonna get some hard shit from me. Now, do you see that coming out before a P Rob follow up album? Yeah, that's that's definitely gonna come out before the follow-up album. <clears throat> And then you
0: have, then you um, have
1: um, what, what else do you have? You have a you Loki, have, uh, Loki album yep, coming? I, yeah, I got Loki Loco. Uh, me and him, we have our album called Waves. That's coming out. And uh, the big one that's going to be out very soon, either in September or October, me and Lou, we got uh, uh, Journey of Choices and Awakening Mind. That's coming out. We're wrapping that up right now, actually. Yeah. So
0: how, how long have you known Lou, and and uh, how did you
1: connect with him? Uh, Lou, uh, same story. I met him in 2014. He uh, followed me on uh, Facebook at the time when I was really, really heavy on it. And he also checked out my stuff on SoundCloud. I gave him a record. And to me, the, the record was phenomenal. I loved his delivery on it. Uh, it was called Peace Within Myself. All these songs that I'm talking about, they're locked in a vote. They're never gonna come out for uh, everybody else. But after we did that song and uh, we finished it in 2015, it was like this song too good. We got a, a a nice little chemistry going. Let's let's just make an album. So off off the strength of that one record that we made, we decided to make an album together, and it took us two years to make. Uh, south side of things. You guys, um, you guys, um well, well, the three well, artists that well,
0: we, we artists mentioned, that Loki, Lou, and P. Rob. It P-Rob, seems like you have a very yeah, good they're connection they're with like all three of these guys.
1: guys. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I love those dudes to death. Uh, I known Loki longer, you know, yeah. because we went to college together. But it, you know, it feels like I known the other ones just as long. You, you know, we can we can always call <laughs> each other up and just you know, talk about a bunch of random shit and just, you know, enjoy each other's company. It's never a bad it's never a bad conversation or a bad time when it comes to those three. Yeah. That's why I work with them so much and I work with them so often.
0: Now, are there any producers over there, overseas that people over here might not know about that you're
1: really into? Yeah. There's a producer by the name of uh, G-Man. Uh, you you've heard you've that heard him familiar. do some cu- yeah he he's done some cuts on on me and P Rob's album okay uh, the complexity yeah so he's a DJ, he's a scratch DJ but he's also a uh, boom bap producer he's dope like mm. that's that's the homie too I met him at the Static Selector show in 2018 over there, at, over there? yeah what was and, the
0: show? oh so you went, went to a Static to a show, and... show
1: and yeah yeah. And I ran into him, and he was uh we was just talking, and he wanted to know about this. He I told him my main beats, and he wanted to hear something that I created. And I played him this song that I did for a Bazaar Ride, Farside. Mm-hmm. When I played it for him, he went crazy at, at the venue, at the concert. Yeah, and yeah. I gave him all my info, and mm-hmm. he was like, He's working with this uh this other rapper by the name of Cosm. And he wanted me to do a remix for him, so I did the remix for uh, "Problems." I think I, I sent that over to you for your show.
0: Yeah, Cosm sounds familiar. He's on yeah uh, some songs I played.
1: Yeah, so I, I worked with him two times. Is I worked with him two times for the times that you've heard him, but we got some shit that's coming out as well. Okay. Yeah. So after <laughs> he heard that, we developed a relationship from there, and. Whenever I need him to do some cuts over one of my tracks, he'll come through. But he's one of my favorite producers over here. Another one is Juke84. Uh, he's uh, That's another one of the homies that I met at a concert, and he's hes really, really dope to me.
0: Now, are you a big fan of Static? Because um, he actually, yeah. actually
1: he grew up around the corner from me. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I peeped that show as well. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Static fan. My favorite Static Select album is definitely going to be Population Control. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I used to uh, listen to that album uh, on my way to work all the time. It, it's just it. Nobody missed a step on that.
0: Yeah. So, um, so uh, I actually saw you. Saw you there was some were some pictures of you DJing, DJing at someone's DJing. house recently. Are you into DJing yeah. as well?
1: Yeah, uh, I was over at DJ Ammo house over here and um, I just started dabbling into it because you know I've always been fascinated about it and DJ Ammo he's pretty much like a mentor to me and mm-hmm. he's always uh, DJing at a uh, club over here in, in Peckham it's a section in, in London and I'll go over to his house to spend some records and it's all it's just straight vinyl so o- over here at home I DJ with Serato DJ making little mixes myself, but when I go over to his house, his setup and everything, it's just strictly vinyl, and I mm-hmm. like it like that because I want I want the knowledge of both. Yeah, so I can good. incorporate that into into my own mixes, into my own stuff. Yeah, so he's always a great person for me to go and you you know chop it up with and DJ with. Um, isn't um, Mark, Ronson Mark Ronson from over there? Over there?
0: If he is, I didn't know about it. Uh he might be. I think he is. Yeah. He might be. It just popped in my head. But do you ever plan on getting your own um turntables or anything or, or getting oh, yeah, into that? Yeah,
1: without a doubt. Because right now I have a I got a controller, but I gotta up, I gotta upgrade that shit because I broke the fader. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get that again, but I'm still gonna get my own turntables and debts and, and, and all of that there. I mean I already got already have a turntable because I I have a lot of vinyl that I will go through to uh, look for samples and shit. But to actually DJ and have fun with it, I need to invest a hell of a lot more.
0: Now, is there any like, um, maybe there's not the last year or two, but is there any regular open mics or like weekly hip hop shows? Like over here, you may have heard of uh, Manchester Rap Night.
1: Yeah, I heard of it.
0: Is there anything like that where, like, people can go and meet up and, and just, you know, rock the mic and, and you know, hear, see some other people perform?
1: I mean, un- unfortunately, if, if it is, it's way too underground because, as you know, back at home, we live for this type of stuff. You'll have uh, uh, MC battles, open mic nights, uh, beat battles and things like that from the years that I've lived over here and anybody listening to this song, to this uh show if you want to check me on it feel free to check me on it if you live over here I have not seen anything like that over here mm. every time I go out it's always it's always a big name and they will have a uh, an opening act who's from here to go and open for them but like a whole open mic night no, I, I haven't seen anything like that over here. Do you live right Maybe. in the middle right. of the city? Oh no, I actually live in uh I live in West Norwood zone three. So that's it's I don't want to say too far away from, from central London, but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not in the I'm not in the center. <laughs> but do you think it, they have it, any
0: they type have of uh scene going on
1: going on? Uh as far as open mic nights and things like that,
0: or just like or just like, like is there like anyone that anyone throws, that throws regular, shows? regular
1: shows uh they they do they 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 have people uh that that does regular shows at uh places like jazz cafe and you know uh chip shop and and things like that the problem is I just don't really check for it yeah, yeah. if if I don't really if I don't really know them, I'm right. not really checking for them. Not for real,
0: yeah. I just wasn't yeah, was sure if like over here, like Boston has like a major scene where it's like they have it, for a while. It, it revolved around the Middle East uh, nightclub, basically. Like, yeah, um, there was regular shows and like um, just just so many people that were talented that you could see there.
1: But I I like that because you know hell even down in Orlando they used to do uh, the exact same thing. Uh, when I was when I was going to college out there we had this shit called the Haven Lounge. Uh, The the Haven Lounge, it used to be this little uh, like a little dive bar or or whatever you want to call it. And it used to just be a a bunch of punk rock, uh, punk kids there. In 2008, when I I moved down there for college, they kind of changed that into like a Friday night beat battle night. Yep. And it just it, it, it just sprung out of control from, from there.
0: Mm. Have you ever I tried a beat to battle? battle?
1: Oh yeah I was I was in that I was in that beat battle at the Haven Lounge. Uh I, I had to uh, battle my mentor uh side effects he was from Baltimore mm. and I lost that beat battle but we lasted seven rounds and that shit was fun and wow. you know nobody nobody knew what I had in in, in store and a lot of the beats that I was uh i was playing it was like futuristic trap beats and he had like hard boom bap and it was cool because side effects he was the one that taught me how to do, uh he was the one that taught me how to uh sample from vinyl yeah when we was yeah. in college
0: all right well um we're almost to an hour so i want to be respectful for your time i just got a few more questions yeah yeah um, do you listen to a lot of newer hip hop these days? And if so, what are some of your favorite releases so far this year?
1: Uh, well, to uh, to answer that, I I don't listen to a lot of new hip hop. But uh, the one of the one of the new hip hop artists I'm I'm quoting new, who I love is uh, Denzel Curry. Uh, I haven't me, listened Denzel, to him really. Denzel Curry is highly underrated. And he's, uh, a lot of people think because he came out in that tier with the the Kodak Blasts, the Lil Uzi Verts and all of that, that, you know, he's a mumble rapper. He doesn't mumble <laughs> at all. His lyrics are insane. My favorite albums from Denzel are uh, Taboo, Zoo, and Unlocked, where he did with Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats is slowly becoming one of my favorite uh, producers. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's one of the the newer rappers that uh, I listen to. Now
0: do like, you, have top, will, you have a
1: top? Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I I respect them for for doing what what they're doing, but you you know I'm I'm getting old. It's not it's not really for me. But go I respect ahead. I respect what they do, but it's not really for me.
0: Do you have a top five of all time favorite albums?
1: Top five of all time favorite albums. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Okay, uh, <clears throat> my my top five. For me that this is <laughs> I don't want nobody getting mad at me and shit, but <laughs> um this is in no particular order. Uh me against the world Tupac. pop. Um Outcast with uh stink on you. Uh that's that's two um of course Doggy Style. i, I, I I love, love that, Doctor Dre, two thousand one, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna say the
0: Blueprint. Mm, that's, a that's a good list. Yeah. Now, if there's any MC you could get on one of your beats, on who would it be? be? Lupe,
1: without a doubt. Mm. I I love Lupe Fiasco so much.
0: I I haven't I never really, I got, really got into, him that, got into him, that him that much. I mean, I know he's really good. really good. I, oh, yeah, I like him on some songs, but um, I, I've never, like, listened to one of his one albums, start of albums start to finish.
1: I have. With, with Lupe, he's a, uh, he's God said to, yeah. to me. Uh, when I first heard uh, Food and Liquor in 2006, it, it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. It, it was, the single kick push pulled me into it. And then when I was, when the whole album came out, I, I was like, my God, this is, this is, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I like his verse on the Kanye song
1: he's on. Oh, Touch the Sky? Touch the Sky, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite Kanye album, actually. Yeah, that's Uh, a good one. Yeah, the Late Registration. It's a draw for me with Kanye with Registration and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I like the first one a lot. Oh, yeah, College Dropout is... that? The the reason why I love that album so much, and it's a shocker that that's not in my top five, it's in my top ten... It's because Kanye made it cool to sample again on a main screen uh, scale. Hmm. All those samples on College Dropout, I, I just – I still listen to that shit to this day, and it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Um. So,
0: real quick, what happened with Lupe and uh, Royce? I saw they were beefing, and Royce had, like, a seven-minute track or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know if I'm not mistaken I, I oh I I have been following it but the uh the origins of it is is kind of like up in the air for me because evidently uh Mickey or who Mickey Fat or wh- whoever they were saying mm-hmm. they were the best and instead of Royce mm-hmm. making a song he ended up going on this crazy ass Instagram uh live rant and it rubbed some people the wrong way, evidently. And Mickey Fax came at Royce, then Lupe Fiasco came at him. And it's if we're not careful, we're gonna end up with a Royce the five nine combination diss album. Hmm. Because it's it's way too many people that's coming at the man right now. But I hope that it stays on wax because I love all of these artists. Yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't escalate to anything uh, more than that. Yeah. I'll
0: have to look, have to into, that. look into that.
1: Yeah, because you know, for I, I remember used, I, I used to listen to them, you know, just have good conversations and and you know, go off on Clubhouse. Yeah. And and now, you know, this is going on. So I hope it just stays on wax and it's just for the sport of the culture. Right. So um
0: what's a skill or talent you have outside of music that a lot of people don't know about?
1: Mm, uh skill or talent that's outside of music. I uh let me let me think on that because I work in the work that I do is uh engineering. Yep. Like uh audio engineering and, and uh systems engineering and shit like that and a lot of people don't know. I know how to uh, change solder uh, sort of sockets. What is it? Uh, sockets. Like plug-in sockets. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I keep things in uh, intact with that.
0: Now, what's something you would like to improve on in your life?
1: something I like to improve on in my life uh, I I say my health you, you know I take that shit more serious even though it's it's fine I don't get sick or anything like that I'm mostly talking about um <clears throat> physical appearance you know lose a little yeah that's something that I would have to get my mind uh I would have to get my mind right and really get into that if I really want to take that serious yeah it's tough it's not easy it's not you know when I was my my weight is up and down, you know one minute I'm slim next minute I'm biggest fuck or next minute i'm I'm just in between, but if I really want to take it serious, that's something that i that me I will have to improve in yeah now is there any
0: podcasts pod, you listen yeah, to, listen to regularly?
1: regularly yeah, Rory and maul I listen to uh I listen to their podcast a lot. I used to listen to uh, Joe Budden podcast a lot. Uh, you said I w- I
0: w- Rory and Ma? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that. Heard
1: of that. Uh, they used to be the co-host of uh, the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, okay. And then, you know, the drama popped off between them and he fired them live on air. Oh, no. And yeah, it, it was it was a big mess this year. <laughs> and then they made they made their own podcast and it's amazing. Yeah, so they're probably really.
0: glad it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was, that was a real blessing in disguise for them. Right. Because now their, their podcast is, it's different. It's yeah. not just two guys sitting down, you know, talking about some shade room, shade room type of shit. They're talking about different, uh, different topics. <clears throat> they're, they're in different settings. One minute they're in the studio. Next minute they're in the chef's kitchen. It's, it's, it's really, really nice. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I I strongly recommend that. All right. Well, um
0: before we get into the last question, can you let people know where they can find you online and give any shout outs you might
1: have? Yeah, yeah. Uh you wanna find my music online, just uh check me out on Apple Music, check me out on Spotify, check me out on Bandcamp title. I'm I'm everywhere. Big ol. Um Follow me on uh, Instagram at Big Rod um, Yeah, that's that's it on where you can find me. Uh, shout out to Lou. Shout out to P Rob. Shout out to Loki Loco. Everybody that's been holding me down since day one, you know, I really appreciate y'all. That doesn't go unnoticed. So I really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to our B champs. That's it.
0: And uh, don't forget, everyone, about the new album this Friday. And, Absolutely. Uh, Nas decided to release his album on the same day as you. So yeah. Like Jay, a, drop Jay dropped something, something too.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I can never have my own release date. Never. So, you know, I got, <laughs> not, got Nas coming out. Kanye's supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Jay-Z, Hov, oh, he's so damn petty, he might drop some shit, too. Then we got Abstract Mind State. Well, well now, be-
0: now, now, Nas I- is like saying a bunch. Well, someone dug up an old Nas interview in the last week, and it kind of yeah. stirred up some things, of, some things that he said about Jay Z.
1: Yeah, so you know, people always, uh, people love to go into the uh, past and dig up your old shit. You, uh, I, I, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. You know, no matter no matter what you're doing, they'll go back 15, 20 years ago and just pull up some shit just to, just to mess with you.
0: Well, it's kind of like What's Jay-Z like said Jay-Z on a song. He's like, what you're hearing is you're just hearing my thoughts, thoughts at the time, you know? And, and that's yeah. kind of like how it it could be perceived with that Nas interview from like the early 2000s, you know? Because for yeah. anyone that didn't hear about it, is, um, Nas was saying in this interview from 20 years ago that Jay-Z told him he's better than Big. Him and yeah. Nas both are. And that yeah. uh, DMX and Tupac weren't lyricists. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's... it's, it's 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 in everyone's. Everyone can make their own perceptions on it. I mean, maybe they're not as lyrical as other people, and they're more. I don't know, more um lively rappers than lyricists, but I don't know. everyone looks at things in their own way, you know.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that one hundred percent.
0: But um, you know how I like to close up the show with with the positive question. Um, basically. If there's anyone out there having a rough time in their life, what advice would you give them for getting a little bit of momentum in the right direction and getting their life together a little bit?
1: Well, if you're a creative, just keep on creating and do things like that to keep your mind off from, off of, you know, the crazy things that's going on in the world. If you don't create and you, you know, you want a funk right now, the only thing I can do is tell you to find a hobby and not mm. just any old hobby. You got to find something that not necessarily that you're good at, but something that's going to make you feel good and take your mind off of things mm. and keep pushing from more, from there. Yeah definitely. yeah, definitely.
0: That's a good answer. Thank you very much for that. And uh, I really appreciate all the support you've been giving me on um, the graveyard shift. You've sent a ton of songs over the last couple of years and, um, There's a lot of people that send me music from Europe and I feel like you have something to do with it. So uh, (laughs) I appreciate all the support. You're welcome, man.
1: You're you're welcome. I I love the show. I I love it. I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm glad that you play the stuff that I send you. You you know, uh, thank you so much. You know, and on on that note, just want to let everybody know the Minds Mirror, my third LP is coming out this Friday, you know, it's going to be everywhere on all streaming platforms. Check it out. Listen to it. Stream it. Download it. Just support me. All right. And uh, keep sending me
0: tracks and keep up the good work.
1: Oh, uh, Thank you. I definitely will.
0: All right. And uh, I'll talk to you again, soon. You again soon.
1: Yeah, most definitely. We'll do this definitely. again in
0: like maybe uh, six to eight months or something.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely will. We definitely will.
0: All right, Big O. Right, thanks thanks, a,
1: lot. thanks a lot. Take care. Right. You're welcome. Take care, man. All right, peace. Peace.
0: The, 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 Craig the pleasure pleasure,